0: this podcast is brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy keep joy on air by becoming a member a subscriber or donate head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community
1: every saturday 10 till 12
0: on joy 94.9
1: i met sally when we were 16 Yeah, I think I fell in love with her the moment I met her. (laughs) I love everything about her. Yeah, Ever since we were young, we both wanted kids. We got so excited the day we realised we were both ready for that step. So then...
0: What happens next is up to you, because the only way her story continues is with you. Donate sperm at Monash IVF and make the dream of having a family more than just a dream. Visit monashivf.com today. Joy Sponsor.
1: There's something seriously empowering about getting involved in community radio. Believe me. So why not sign up for Joy's next radio training course and hone the skills needed to bring your personality to the airwaves. Enrolments are now open for the next radio training course with Joy's most talented broadcasters ready to teach you everything they know. To enrol or find out more info, head to joy.org.au slash services. A Joy Community Service Message. From the spectacular rooftop terrace to the multi-purpose theatrette, the Victorian Pride Centre is the perfect venue for your next corporate or community event.
0: Whether you're organising a panel discussion, party, workshop or wedding, this unique space at the heart of St Kilda offers a welcoming atmosphere and premium amenities to ensure your event is a resounding success.
1: To find out more info and book your next event, head to pridecentre.org.au. A joy community service
0: message joy out loud proud this is paul and Maka on saturday magazine the 30th of december uh, and now in the uh, the last half hour this is another one of my favorite podcasts from 2023 we were talking to community leader jody urquhart from tamworth about the amazing hey vernon mailbox project that got people talking to each other this Saturday Magazine you're with Paul and Nevana and Isaac and Nevana who's our first guest.
2: We are very very happy to be joined by someone in Tamworth today. She is a gal about town. Jody, welcome to Saturday Magazine. Good morning.
1: I love that description of me gal about town. <laughs>
2: Jodie, we're so pleased uh, to be having this double opportunity to speak with you today about yourself, the work that you're doing and some of the projects that you're heading up in Tamworth. Could you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and how you came to be a gal about town in regional New South Wales?
1: So I moved to Tamworth about 10 years ago to buy a guest house and I was very out um, organizing events uh, in the queer community in Sydney and then I sort of got very shy a decade ago when I moved into Tamworth, uh, not sure how out I would be Um, and then when the plebiscite came along I decided to put my business on the line uh, and sort of come out in favor of same-sex marriage. And then from there, I've now had, you know, probably um, at least five or six years where I have had my finger in a lot of pies in (laughs) regional New South Wales.
2: And I've read this very interesting article about you that there was a bit of a funny moment for a lesbian where there was an unplanned pregnancy in your life. How did you find navigating that? (sighs) Well, it was really interesting. Um, At the time, I was actually doing
1: stand-up comedy as like a lesbian stand-up comedian. And I'd had a very bad breakup with a woman and I decided to explore some labels. And uh, a very unexpected consequence of that was a pregnancy. Um, And I remember trying to weave that into my comedy. um, But it was quite funny at the time. And I think I was about (laughs) eight pregnant before my mum dared ask how. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've, got, I've got a pretty good idea how, but I don't want to make assumptions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Always remember contraception, folks.
2: <laughs> Again, I think the um, part of our show today is going to be some really good health promotion and health messaging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, although no regrets. Now I have an amazing 13, almost 14 year old um, oh. and it has been a fabulous journey.
2: Oh, fantastic. So you get to Tamworth, you put your business on the line, you come out in favour of the plebiscite. Tell us a little bit about your journey from then till now.
1: I was so nervous um, about how I'd be received in Tamworth. Uh, And so my um, business at the time was like dinosaur focused. So I had a big sign across the front that says Rex says, don't be a dinosaur, vote yes. (laughs) Um, And there was a bit of backlash at first. um, And, you know, the sign was knocked down and we can't prove anything. Mm -hmm. And there were some comments on Facebook. So it was a bit of a rocky start. um, And then I took a bit of a pause and then Tamworth Pride was and they were looking for some people to help run a first um, Pride Fair Day in 2019. And I remember being so nervous to go to that meeting, which in Sydney is something I just would have done without thinking, Mm. um, and to put my hand up and say, do you know what, I think I'd like to be involved in this new organisation. And then we had a big article in the newspaper uh, and I had to discuss with my son because, you know, in a regional centre that's going to impact his life uh, if I start to get a profile as a queer advocate here. Uh, and I was so nervous to so that, that new celebrities to come out. And then the reception then was much more positive, even just a few years after the plebiscite. And it's been great since then. Tamworth has become so supportive for, of everything I've tried to do.
2: You mentioned there the difference between being in a, a large um, centre like your Sydney's and Melbourne's. What is the difference between uh, Tamworth in Sydney, not just in size, but in terms of community reception? Can you tell us about the journey from you know those earlier days where the sign is being knocked down to days now where it's far more visibly prouder of our communities?
1: Well, I mean, as what I've discovered with my most recent projects, there always has been an active gay and queer community in Tamworth. Um, And it just, it might not be as obvious as it is in a city. And there's a lot of an attitude, I feel personally, in some of these centres of, we just live our lives, and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily centred around your sexuality, whereas If you are in Sydney, if you wanted to, you could live like your entire life based around labels. You could go to gay owned cafes all the time, gay clubs, you know, gay social events, all of that. um, And then really build your life based on that. But when you come out outside those cities, you have to integrate into the community um, and as a whole. And it might mean that that's not the most interesting thing about you. And I find that people are very accepting um, and it's just a matter of getting to know people on an individual basis.
0: Jodie, hi, it's Paul here. Just just stay with this for a second because I'm sure there are hundreds of tam, Tamworths out there and a lot of regional towns perhaps who would have had the same point of view a couple of years ago, but perhaps maybe perceptions are changing. If someone was in the in one of the, the big CBDs now, Melbourne, Sydney, even Brisbane, and they wanted to go to a regional town, what would you advise them or what would you have done differently or not differently to be able to integrate yourself into their community but be your true self?
1: Um, I would not advise hiding anything, and I'm not going to say that it is safe, I am speaking from a very privileged position as someone who's cis and white. Um, but it's just a matter of being yourself but also being prepared to listen to the people in the places you're moving into. Um, there might be a lot happening under the surface that you won't pick up on unless you're willing to like have in-depth conversations with people. So. I think coming in with a stereotype of what you might expect in any of these towns isn't helpful for anyone. Um, I mean, Tamworth had a higher um, yes vote than some of the suburbs in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, But you really just have to be open-minded and think just because someone looks differently from you and they live in a different area, they might be your new best friend you just don't know yet and they might be a farmer that you're going to absolutely love.
2: There's something really in that Jody and I think that speaks to a level of respect and tolerance that we should have for all community members whether they're a part of our rainbow community or otherwise. They may not use the same terms as us. They may not know that we prefer, you know, uh, to describe ourselves in a certain way, but if you give people some time and respect, you'll find that it's emanated back at you tenfold, I feel
1: absolutely that's been my personal experience and i think you can't assume malice from anyone if they use the wrong pronouns Mm. or they ask a question that you think gosh this is this is quite rude or intrusive they might actually just be genuinely curious and you know if we come in thinking everyone is against us um that is not going to help anyone um But if you're open-minded and willing to have these dialogues, I've actually found incredible community here.
2: And there's also something to be said about when you look for the worst in people, you'll always be able to confirm that bias. But if we flip that, just as you have there, if we allow that space for positivity, you allow that space for genuine, curious questions, you can create that community exactly as you said, you could have a new best friend instead of someone that you avoid when you put the bins out.
1: That's absolutely the case. And and that's been my experience. Um, And it's very easy to want to come from a city and have a tree change or a sea change and and walk in and say, I know how everything should be done and I know what we do. Um, And that's not going to get anyone anywhere. So the longer I've been in Tamworth, it's sort of almost the quieter and more like contemplative I've been about the town and, and discovering its history and what came before I was here.
0: I think that's always a good sign as well. People want an easy life. They want to respect their neighbours. They want to be respected. And I think they want to to blend to community. And I think, yeah, that's some really good advice, Jodie. I think, because you're right, you know, don't go in there thinking you can change the world. Go and become part of the community.
1: That's right. And it's all on an individual basis. I find people are so open to hearing your personal stories. And that breaks down a lot of uh, stereotypes people might have when you just meet as one person talking to another person.
2: Jodie, you have an absolutely incredible list of achievements next to your name, and we're going to be talking about them um, shortly. One of the things that I was really interested uh, when I was doing a little bit of our background was how you've gone about contributing to regional pride in your area. Could you step us through some of the process that you've gone to in launching Tamworth Regional Pride Celebrations?
1: Well, it hasn't just been me. I did come into a community, like I said, that already had activities here. But Tamworth Pride was um, a very new organisation in 2019 that I was part of for the first fair day. And then um, obviously COVID came along and threw a bit of a spanner in the works for everyone. Uh, So I sort of sidestepped then and um, took advantage of the fact that Mardi Gras was offering some funding to have... Like virtual uh, parties to watch the parade uh, during COVID, and I realised there's nothing that had ever officially been branded sort of Mardi Gras in Canberra. So I applied for those grants and then ran two fabulous events um, during the pandemic. One where we hired a cinema to to broadcast the parade. Um, and another one where I made some friends at a local bowling club and they let <laughs> us use their venue, which was beautiful. You can imagine drag queens, lawn bowls, um, live streaming the parade. Uh, and then... The hills and the grass. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think it's called aerating raiding, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, barefoot, barefoot. Oh, the queen of course. Okay, in of the course. <laughs> We're not going to damage their, their grass. Um, And then from there, um, I sort of fell into thinking more about the history of Tamworth, and that's where my latest project has come about, sort of falling down that rabbit hole of what has been here bubbling under the surface that people might not know about.
2: Do you find that in a regional sense, the dollar goes a little bit further when it comes to organising community events like Barefoot Drag, Bingo and bowls? Do you know,
1: I actually find everyone is so supportive. Every, and I was very nervous about talking to the local bowls club and very honest about, I'm not sure what your committee's attitude is to our community basically. But, um, they, everyone is supportive when you say, this is what I'd like to do, this is my ideas, this is the community, we need some place to gather or to have a safe event. Um, and I have not really been told no. Everyone, has got on board which has made it quite cheap to run a lot of these things because people will contribute their time mm. um, and efforts all coming together to make it happen.
0: I don't want to cast dispersions on our community, but we know how to have a good time. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure, holding an LGBTI event in a regional town just adds a little bit of colour and a little bit of sparkle uh, just in a different way that the community there may not have experienced before.
1: I think so too. And some of the things I've done have been just fabulous. In, and when you would compare them to what would happen in like Sydney, you might think, oh, it's not such a big deal. We got the fire truck decorated, you know, with all the rainbow colours. And we, we have an, a local man who's a 1978er in Tamworth. And I had him and a drag queen and my son and I, you know, riding through town on the way to an event on a decorated fire truck. And for something like Tamworth, that is. <laughs> You know, that's attention-grabbing.
2: Yes, very attention-grabbing. And so we're talking a lot about how the community has come together and the importance of us being there for each other. One of those times uh, in Tamworth was the Tamworth True Group. Do you mind sharing uh, what that was, Jodie, and how this virtual town square was able to provide some relief for community members during COVID times?
1: Oh, absolutely. It is and remains one of the things I am most proud that I have done for my community. Uh, and it probably came from a place of anxiety with me being a single mum uh, at the start of a pandemic, wondering where would I find toilet paper? You know, if where would I find food or support for my family if if this is going to be a big event? So at first, I was just, um, noting logistics of the town, you know, when delivery trucks came in, what stores might have baby food. And then I thought, oh, you know, probably people are interested in this. And I just had no idea. And it expanded into not just how can we help each other with supplies and notify each other what's going on, but into how does our town get vaccinated? Mm. How do we look after each other's mental health? How do we entertain our kids when we are all locked down? And create connection. And before you know it, I had um, almost 5,000 people uh, in this community group and a bunch of amazing um, women helping me administer the group. And we ran events, and um, I dedicated full time to this group. And it just was a beautiful
0: experience. Jodie, I've got to say that's the single biggest thing, I think, moving from a CBD location into a regional town is that you go there and you add value to that community. And, and what you did, you know, is very galvanizing, you know, and I don't think people really understand the power of that community spirit that, that must emanate from you and how you've managed to be like a focal point for bringing people together. So, you know, well done to you. And that, that, that's a phenomenal starting okay. point to integrate yourself into a new community.
1: It it was fabulous and like you were saying a group like that can have a big impact we decided to cheer up the town we would do chalk art which a lot of people were doing during lockdown and it was actually so popular we sold our entire town out of chalk. (laughs) um, The admin group was doing home deliveries, you know, socially distanced of chalk that we had found because we had such a turnout of people embracing you know, wanting to do this during lockdown. So it was just fabulous.
2: And what a way to quite literally light up your town with every colour of the rainbow. Yes, it was so much fun. Jody. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back very soon. We're speaking with Jody, a Townworth legend and community idol. You're listening to Saturday Magazine. We'll be back soon. Across
1: Melbourne on JOY 94.9 and streaming online at joy.org.au, you're listening to Saturday Magazine, every Saturday, 10 till 12.
2: Hello, this is John Deeks. No, you're not listening to a JB Hi-Fi ad or a rerun of Wheel of Fortune. You're hearing my
1: voice on the JOY Airwaves as part of JOY's professional voiceover team. Joy
0: is home to Australia's most diverse voiceover talent team, which means we have the perfect voice for your next project, whatever your needs may be. Head to joy.org.au
1: to find out more and get your brand heard. A Joy Community Service Announcement.
0: Are you ready for an afternoon of laughter and quizzical amusement while supporting Joy? Joy. Then join us for our Joy fundraiser trivia on August 20 at Mooney Ponds. Form a team or come solo, enjoy a meal, a free drink on arrival, live performances and a fundraiser auction. It's all happening Sunday, August 20 from 12:30 at the Mooney Ponds Club. Buy a ticket now at mpclub.com.au/events. Enjoy a Joy community service message.
1: This is Joy.
0: You are listening to Saturday Magazine with Navina, Paul and myself, and we are talking to Jodie Eckert.
2: Thank you, Isaac. So, Jody, we've just been speaking about some of your community advocacy, your story and how you've been lighting up Tamworth. This was recognised last year where you were a finalist in the New South Wales Woman of the Year recognition. How did that come to be and what did it mean to you to have your contributions recognised at that level?
1: Friends encouraging me to sort of um, recognise, I guess, what I had been doing, especially with the Tamworth True project um, off the back of some of the queer community things. So they helped me put an application in and I didn't think I would hear anything of it. I thought, well, this is it's ridiculous like in a whole state that I might um, make it to the finals so I nearly fell over when (laughs) I was notified that I was a finalist for regional woman of the year Um, and it was amazing but you know there's so many um, women who aren't recognized so I felt quite pressured to to be like "Wow, wow I've been recognized but I know that there's so many amazing women out there so I have since then encouraged everyone with their friends and supporters to, you know, uh, to go for recognition um, or accept nominations if they come their way because there's so many people doing amazing things. But for me, it was really beautiful to be recognised and to go to Sydney and to attend um, the presentation of those awards and to, to hear what all these other women are doing too.
0: Jody, did you know who, who nominated you? Did you get to find out?
1: Yes, I did, Yeah, So, um, you you do sort of get to know um, how it all happened Um, and so I'm very thankful for the support group I had of people that were um, supporting that nomination and doing all of that work um, with some of the wording and storytelling and things. Um, And then, you know, it has pride of place on my wall now, my my frame certificate to, to have that recognition.
0: I'd also what a great thing to go back to other women in regional towns and say, look what can happen, look what you can do, what can you achieve. Um, cause yes, people-
1: and I've tried to pay it forward by nominating amazing women myself for local awards and other awards too.
2: Fantastic. Jodie, what really uh, took my attention and how we uh, actually found you all the way here in sunny Melbourne was this amazing article on ABC News about one of your new projects, which is Hey Vernon Post Office Box. It opened up a little while ago and it helps queer community members write letters to this post office box, but is based on someone Vernon Marshall, from your community. Do you mind telling us a little bit about Vernon and how you came to understand his story?
1: It was an amazing coincidence during the setting up of Tamworth Pride. um, A local journalist had forwarded me just one article she had found at the National Library that mentioned uh, a gay advocate in the 1970s, Vernon. And I was just intrigued. I couldn't imagine what one and he was an older man, who was in his 60s. Um, I couldn't imagine him starting a journey of advocacy back in the 70s before homosexuality was decriminalised mm-hmm. in a much smaller town. Uh, so I fell into a rabbit hole and chased down his history and his life and wanted to find out more about him. And the more I found out about what he had done, and his struggles to get the mailbox open, and then he built a community group. Um, I, I sort of saw parallels that happened to lots of people that come to a town, you know, with the enthusiasm to make some changes. and But he had been, it felt to me, very forgotten. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to draw attention to what I thought was his bravery uh, in the 70s with his mailbox and his group, and I found... He had uh, made a newsletter that was in the State Library but wasn't attributed to him. So I found copies of this amazing publication where he was talking about his challenges in the 70s. And I thought, you know, in some ways a lot has changed and in some it hasn't, but what a tribute it would be to continue his work. So I've opened up a mailbox in his honour.
0: And I think one of the things that resonates for me there, um, Jody, is the fact there was a recent piece of research that basically talked about middle-aged men are some of the loneliest in our community, and they don't know how to communicate. And Vernon must have been so ahead of his time to try and actually get people to, to talk, albeit anonymously, into a postbox, but just a way of getting people to open up and communicate. Um, so what did you find when you, when you put this project together?
1: Well, I found he had um, sort of like a double life going on almost. So he was sort of the mild-mannered accountant during the day. And then this prolific letter writer at night, he was writing to Gough Whitlam at the time saying, you've got to fix the laws. He was writing to people saying, we've all got to stand together as a community. Um, In his newsletters, he was talking about how he'd like to see the the, um, Stonewall right become like a thing we celebrate. I mean, this was before the official start of Mardi Gras. Like I just, he came up with all of these ideas and he um, even put his own phone number out there in the end for people who wouldn't use the mailbox. And so he started taking phone calls. um, And it turns out he'd actually escaped the concentration camps in Germany and come out as an immigrant in the fifties to Tamworth, which was so curious. and he wrote under a pen name about some of the things that happened to him. And I feel like that was probably a driver for them to then come out so strongly when he was a little bit older on behalf of an mm-hmm. entire group. Um, but he was interrogated by the police for wanting to have a mailbox and told he would be put under surveillance. And I, I just feel for him because he'd come from such a horrific experience in Berlin Uh, And then his work here, you know, had put him back in the spotlight in some ways while he was still doing his day job. Um, But I've I've tracked down people. He was teaching German to school kids um, and helping set up credit unions in the town. He was very, very active across the community.
0: So Joan, I often believe you know we we lead a, a very privileged life, and I often think that you know we stand on the shoulders of giants in our community, but you know no one knew they had this giant of a Vernon in tamworth what was the what was the local reaction to you unearthing Vernon's story?
1: Quite honestly, everybody cries. <laughs> um, I mean, I cry a lot myself when I read his letters because he is dealing with loneliness and isolation and prejudice um and when I talk about his life, um, and what I've found, I've even tracked down his grave, um, people just, they cry at such a beautiful character that tried so hard, but that has only really been rediscovered. Um, and it's, it's beautiful, but it's very sort of, I guess, emotional because he's so honest in his letters, um, and especially as he ages, um, towards the 80s when he's, you know, then a pensioner still sort of struggling to find his place.
2: So this project has now been replicated by yourself in the modern day. How is it going? Are people writing their letters in? Do they still know how to use a pen and a stamp?
1: Yes, it is amazing. So we are getting towards, I think, about 20 submissions in the first couple of weeks so far, Um, and they are coming from all around Australia. But especially regional areas. Um, some are just people telling me bits about their life story that mm. they want to share. Um, some are just thanking me for talking about, you know, issues in regional areas. Um, I had a beautiful, like, uh, rainbow love heart card from a straight woman who sent me a bunch of stamps and just mm. said, please use these stamps to reply to everyone. Oh. Um And I just very and lots of yeah lots of thank you for this Um, a heartbreaking story from someone who has never published a short story about their living with HIV and one of their friends that they lost and it's an incredible weight on me almost to then receive these things and think oh my gosh this is all just out here and people you know even in this day and age they they do like an outlet that is anonymous that isn't just email and social media. Um, and then I've, I have had like a request for some advice. Um, so I, I do write back if people include their address. Uh, and I also send back a copy of Vernon's newsletter from 1973 as well.
0: That's just so beautiful. We're, we're in the studio here. Well, We've got minute. like tears coming out <laughs> of our it eyes. Makes, it's like-
1: it makes everyone cry <sighs> and I find it very hard to even open the mailbox and then see all of this outpouring
2: and then I cry again. So, Jodie, in all of that, you're taking care. People are trusting you with their secrets, with their ambitions. How are you taking care of yourself with all of this, carrying what should be, you know, a pretty heavy weight, we have to say?
1: Um, Well, I try and sort of share snippets of it where it's safe to do so with people, you know, on TikTok and I've started an Instagram Um, I am very firm on if someone says, you know, never publish this or never share this, uh, I won't. But a lot of people are actually happy for the stuff they're submitting to also be shared. So it forms a chain of this, I guess, vulnerability going forward. Um, But it is quite nourishing in itself um, to, to look at that and think that I can help with that. And also, if I get something that needs specialist support, you know, I will forward that on to the appropriate groups and and mental health and support groups and that kind of thing. So it's not just a burden. Um, If someone shares something, it's really quite beautiful.
2: This is Saturday Magazine.
0: Victoria's weather can feel pretty unpredictable, but our fires are even worse. A fire can change direction in a heartbeat, whether the wind is coming from this way or that way. You can't control what a fire will do, but you can control what you do. Check the fire danger rating daily, and if it's extreme or catastrophic, leave early. How well do you know fire? good guests. I want to say a big thank you to our podcaster, James, to our front desk support, James, to our newsreader, Paul, Maka, Nevena, and all the, the guest presenters we've had. It's been great. Um, John, thank you for your message. I hope you're driving safely on your way to Sydney and we're keeping you entertained. It's now midday, so here's the news uh, and I'll leave you with Paul.
1: Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY.